We're live. <laughs> hello, hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Jess and Allison show with no name. <laughs> the show with no name, but lots of topics. <laughs> but lots of topics and lots of laughs. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Do you need to go deal with that? <laughs> can you ha can you handle this for a minute? <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay. There is real life unfolding right now. <laughs> In the Macintosh house, Allison's son or daughter, I'm not sure, was just stung by a wasp. Oh, and come on in. And there's real life unfolding in my house also right now. Anastasia, good morning. Do you want to say hi to our viewers? Oh, <laughs> We're live. I'm so sorry. Wait, it's okay. Say hi. Hi. This is Anastasia, my 14-year-old. Is that mm -hmm. how old you are? No, I'm 15. Wrong. No, you're not. You're 14. <laughs> okay, Um, I parked your car. Awesome. All right, can you take the dog out of here? Yeah, I'm taking a shower now. Okay. All right. So good morning. <laughs> good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing this morning? Pretty good. Pretty good. Drop in the comments and let us know. Um, when was your last bee sting? That's my what I'm curious about. I am actually allergic to ground bees. I think I'm allergic because um, I had a really bad <laughs> reaction that felt anaphylactic once. But also I was freaking out. So I'm not sure if I couldn't breathe because I was freaking out because my whole body was covered in hives or because I couldn't breathe and my throat was, you know, closing up. But anyway, it turns out that that's the only type of bee that I'm allergic to as far as I know. So let me know in the comments, are you guys allergic to bee stings? And when's the last time that you got stung by a bee? Also, okay, so food for thought this morning. I, yes, yeah, Dana, I carry an EpiPen also. And then there was like that great EpiPen price hike situation where like EpiPens were like a thousand dollars. So then I just kind of, you know, took my chances um, and, you know, didn't get an EpiPen that year, but now they're back down to like $25. So around here anyway, um, plantain salve, salve, salve. I can never say that word salve <laughs> is amazing for non-allergic people. Oh, so I just found out that you can actually show comments on the screen. Look at that. Somebody else, Gina was using my StreamYard and we learned, we learned that. Um, yeah, pretty awesome. Okay, so I have some food for thought this morning and I would love if, you know, I'm gonna kind of dive into it. I don't know how to get the comment to go away now. <laughs> oh, there we go. I'm gonna dive into my food for thought um, while Allison deals with her, her bee sting issue. Oh, yes, Terry, ground hornets. Are ground hornets and ground bees the same? Are they like super tiny? Those are the ones that I'm allergic to also. They are mean. They are mean. I wonder if they're the same thing. I don't know. All right, so food for thought. Good morning, Susan. All we all month long in Clutter Boss Academy, one of our amazing Clutter Bosses, she's actually a clutter coach in training also, Christine has been running a challenge um, a, like a rise and shine challenge. Oh, Allison. <laughs> We're discombobulated here. <laughs> all is okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. I almost got back on here. I was like, what do I do for wasp stings? <laughs> oh, well, we have a lot of comments. That's what we're talking about. So. <laughs> but he's actually, he seems like he's okay. And so I just need to keep an eye out for him. My husband is actually allergic to bees. So I had like a worry about that with my kids mm -hmm. for a while, but it seems like it's been fine. So <laughs> I wasn't allergic to bee stings until I was an adult. Like, really? Until I was well into my late thirties. So that's a weird thing to just. So I read with. that like the more you get stung, the more chances you have of becoming allergic, which I thought it was like the opposite. I thought the more you got stung, the more your body builds up like an immune response to it. But I guess it doesn't work that way with bee stings. Of course, huh. I only pretend to be a doctor on our show. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the year that I had my allergic reaction, it was my fifth bee sting of the summer from ground bees. It was a bad ground bee year. So that's... Oh, ground bees are terrible. They're the worst, right? Yeah, they are the worst. He said she read the same thing. So, okay, that's good news for our children. <laughs> Their allergy might not manifest until adulthood. <laughs> And, and then, then can deal with it. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So Allison, okay. I have some food for thought this morning. Um, yeah. And it's also like kind of it's mindset and habit related. So I thought I have been saving it up for you. Yay. <laughs> so <Nice. our> <laughs> 
So inside of Clutter Boss Academy, we do a lot of um, miracle morning stuff. And if do you know what a miracle morning is? Um, I just remind me. I think I do, but <laughs> can you okay. just remind me? <laughs> it's really a miracle morning is um it's there's a book called Miracle Mornings, right? Okay. And you know, there's all this like talk about how to start your mornings off, mm -hmm. like, you know, mm -hmm. blah, 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 get up early, be productive, like it's a goal, right? So anyway, the miracle morning was the like the, the actual miracle morning was developed by Hal Elrod, who wrote the book. And it's a series of six things that you do first thing every morning to kind of set you up for success during the day. And I had done it years and years ago with a lot of success. It really helped change my life because I'll wait till you hear where the six things are. You'll know why it's so impactful. Um, and then I had kind of like gotten off the Miracle Morning bandwagon, but it's a strategy that I teach in Clutter Boss Academy because it's really an effective way to just incorporate some really important things into your day, even mm -hmm. if you're not first thing in the morning. So the Miracle Morning is um, silence, which is like meditation, right? Or prayer. Um, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading for like personal growth, um, and then journaling. So, right. So six things that we all should be doing anyway, uh -huh. like every morning. And there's a, an acronym life savers and the S A V E R S it's like silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, uh, reading and scribing, which is journaling. Mm. Right. So really six things that you can, should be like if you want to up level your life and you implemented all six of these things, you would up level your life because they're all really powerful mindset tools. Yeah. Right. So and you can do it in like six minutes. You do one minute of each thing. Like and that's I always like <laughs> like the fastest way that I can get through anything. <laughs> you can also do it for like a whole hour or however long you want to spend doing it. Right. So uh -huh. there's a lot of ways that you can like make this work for you. So, OK, that's a miracle morning. And the people who have actually, uh, the members of Clutter Boss Academy who have started and implemented miracle mornings in their lives have seen dramatic results. Because again, wow. mm -hmm. anyone who does these six things every day is going to see dramatic results. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, thoughts on that? Any thoughts on that? I know you probably, I think you've got something going on. The, you got life going on in the background. <laughs> can, can you hear that? <laughs> I got like construction stuff too. <laughs> Oh, welcome so to my much life. I'm so much I'm bringing to the table today. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you couldn't hear it. <laughs> no, it's not very loud. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, okay, we'll stop here and hear your thoughts, or anyone yeah. in the comments who wants to share their thoughts. Yeah, I love I love how succinct that is. Like you know, here's this little acronym. Here's a way to remember it. Just do it like one minute. Like I, I really like. If you hadn't said that you could do a one minute each, I would have been like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I could have done that. <laughs> but but I, I get that like the, the days where I do implement more of those things are definitely different days. Um, and I like the idea of kind of almost making it just like the minimum possible requirement because it still <laughs> it still does what it needs to do. And we have a way of we have a tendency to get in our heads about like how long we're doing things and if we're doing it right. And so it's just kind of nice to be like, it doesn't actually matter. There doesn't need to be a right way to do anything. Just like fit this in there, start the practice. It's more like building muscles, right? Building muscles totally. of, of each of those things. So I think that's, I think that's a really cool concept. So, yeah. I mean, I love it. Right. And I think, you know, one of the, like, of course, like what you just said, if you strive for perfection and like hitting a certain time goal and whatever, you're setting yourself up for failure, not success because <laughs> it's too hard, which is why I like everything I do. I try and hack down to like the smallest amount possible that I can still make, get an effective result. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've really struggled. So I did miracle mornings for a very long time. They totally changed my life. And mm -hmm. I taught them to many other people, just conceptually shared it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the different ways to do it. And then also that it doesn't have to be in the morning. Like as long as you make a point to do this at some point during your day, right. in the morning, it does, it, it really is impactful to start your day that way. But if you don't do it in the morning, like do it in the afternoon, like don't like give up, right? Mm -hmm. um, so 
Anyway, there has been a challenge going on in Clutter Boss Academy this month, the, the Rise and Shine Challenge that one of our clutter coaches in training, Christine, has been uh, kind of guiding everyone on. And I have been trying so hard to do Miracle Mornings, and it's just not working. Like, it's not working for me. After, like, so much success for so long, I can't make it happen. So I'm, like, gone into a period now of observation. Like, what is wrong? What is going Like, why is this not happening? And what I've noticed about myself is the thing that I do first in the morning is the thing that I do for the longest during the day. And what do I do first every single morning? Well, besides getting coffee is I sit down and start working. Right. And that's like a problem because then I just stay working basically for the whole entire day. But I, if I go back and think about like other phases in my life, you know, sometimes when I'm like really doing a huge garden, which I'm not doing this year, I would garden first thing in the morning and I would intend to go down there for like 20 minutes and stay down there for like three hours. Or if I went to like for a walk first thing in the morning, I would intend to walk for like, you know, five minutes and walk for like an hour. So what I'm noticing about myself is what I do first, I do longest and I need to start changing my mornings to do something other than working first because I will do it for longer and it will be a better setup for my day. Mm. So <laughs> that's really good observations that you're that that's I, I want everybody to to see how you're collecting your your data, right? <laughs> because there there's no like there's no shooting, there's no judging, there's no even even you saying like I need to find out what's wrong. Maybe you know, maybe there's nothing wrong though. Maybe it's just like, let's just observe. So she, she did a really good job of everybody see that she did a really good job <laughs> of observing herself and finding this information. So I think that's awesome. And also really clever that your body's just like naturally, yeah, whatever we start doing, we're going to really be all in it. So it's a cool thing to know about yourself. So what kind of stuff do you want to do more of in your day? Well, I need to stop sitting so much. I mean, although like I still get a lot of steps every day, even though I've become like way more sedentary over the last two years. Right. So, you know, pivoting your business to be totally online is awesome in so many ways. But I think I'm coming up to the point of like, again, observation where I'm seeing what really is not awesome about having an online business. Number one, you're in front of a computer constantly. Number two, you're working from home. So you're like always, it's always work time, right? There's like boundaries are incredibly, incredibly difficult. Um, you know, but I can change that. Like that's the positive is that I am home. I don't have a commute. I have like access to everything I need here. And I just need to figure out how to effectively change that for me. So I really think it's, it's a matter of like, I need fresh air first thing in the morning. Like that's like, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so my favorite, my favorite idea or concept is to follow the fun. So what feels, yeah. So what feels like fun? Does it feel like going out and taking a walk? Does it feel like just being out and breathing fresh air? Like what has a pull to it rather than like, I'm supposed to be doing this. Like, instead of thinking in that energy, what actually is like, has something a real pull to it because it feels like it would be like really enjoyable to you. All right. Okay. This is a good one, Allison. This is awesome. This is why you're such a good coach. Um, <laughs> I, right. So having like going for a walk does not feel fun to me. It just feels like boring. Uh -huh. I need to have like a higher level of adventure. Uh -huh. And in the beginning of this year, I committed to doing a hike every single day, which I did for like 120 days and then stopped um, for a variety of reasons. But maybe I was doing them after work at 4 p.m., which was actually a really good boundary for me because like my husband would come home and we would go together. And so that was like a, a hard cutoff. Although then I started working after that also. but. Um, actually getting up and hiking in the morning. Cause I have like, I can hike right out my back door. Um, oh, and having nice. walkly, yeah. And it's a short hike. We're not talking about miles and miles here. It's like yeah. maybe a mile round trip. Um, but it's like a very uphill. It's like straight uphill, but I could do my coffee at our little overlook, which would feel adventurous to me. That would be oh, fun. That sounds like <laughs> just even hearing that, like I love, I'm such a visual person, so I can see it. I'm like, oh yes, that sounds so cool. I love that. <laughs> I love the idea of like having my coffee in, in different places, especially in outdoor nature. Right, I know there's something so appealing to me 
like my like one of my favorite parts of backpacking is like the wine at night, like in a beautiful spot, and the coffee in the morning. It's not like the beverage connection for some reason is strong. <laughs> the beverage connection is strong. <laughs> he is one with the beverages. <laughs> so does does that feel like something that that you could wake up in the morning and feel kind of jazzed about? Yeah, it does actually. Totally. Yeah. And it would be cooler then too, because it's like, not that it's hot here, but it's humid all the time. Mm -hmm. We're in a state of like chronic humidity and raining like nonstop. So <laughs> we have had more rain. We actually had flash flooding this week. It was like horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's bad. So okay, <laughs> Allison, how are you going to follow your fun? And then I want to think, I think we should bring somebody on, on screen who wants to share about following their fun. I love that. I would totally, yeah, we should totally do that. Um, so I've been for a, a long while there, a long while, like seven months, which was a big deal for me. I was getting up really early and just having like carving out this space where I just let my brain just be <laughs> and nobody was awake and I could like write down thoughts, but I didn't like put any kind of pressure on it. And I really enjoyed that. And then I started working out again and needing more sleep. And so then now I've been in this phase of like, I've just been letting myself sleep in. So I haven't been doing like a real, like start to my day. Like, it's like, okay, it's the time. Gotta get up now. Cause something's about to happen. So <laughs> <laughs> the not so silent to-do list is like banging on the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I haven't created a morning ritual for a while. I've started to create an evening ritual though, which has been kind of nice, um, which has been similar to the morning one, but it's just a way of like, like sitting and like very dim lighting and just letting my mind just like let it all down, you know, from the day, which has been a really nice thing. But I, I have to think about the mornings. I don't have like an instantaneous, I have a place that, you know, I've got, really nice um, property around me that I could walk on also, but I agree, it doesn't really sound exciting. <laughs> I really thought I was gonna walk on it a lot. <laughs> what if you did walk on it a lot? We So I have to tell you, we have um, 30 acres of land, right? Mm -hmm. And it was only in like about three years. So we've lived here for 15 years, only about three years ago that we like went to the back corner of our property and found this old farm road. That's like incredible. And we're like, how could we have lived here for so long wow. and not like ever even seen this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have like thought about like, what would my life look like if I actually did use all this property mm -hmm. like every single day. And when we were doing our hike a day, it was awesome, especially because it was winter time. But mm -hmm. um, what would it look like if you actually used that property? <laughs> or used it. Yeah. I think, you know, I actually do think that I would really enjoy it. I think that, um, you know, how our minds are. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> So I'm like, okay, so I would need to set some things in place to actually like make myself get out of bed, like have pants and not shorts because I might, I would wake up my mind, my mind would be like, well, you don't want poison ivy today. <laughs> so. No, that's true. I never, ever hike in shorts ever. That is the worst <laughs> idea. Poison ivy, pricker bushes, bug bites. I mean, no, pants, so I don't care how hot it is. I am, I am hiking in my, you know. Ooh, I just thought of something. I have, I do have this funny little part of my property that I just discovered. Um, that's like, we have cleared like the perimeter and I don't, I'm not really even sure where I found it, but I kind of like wandered off this little direction. And it's like this very, like, it feels like this very like secret garden kind of area. Like it's not a secret garden, but there's just all these interesting things about what the land does there. And like these little creeks and like some vines. And I'd forgotten about that. Maybe I will go check that out in the mornings. That would be yeah. fun. Oh yeah. my God. You could bring your coffee. And I could bring my coffee. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Hey, look at it. Let me just both <laughs> figure out some stuff. Um, so I'm curious, Maria, are you able to talk? So Maria says, I don't know if I know what fun is. I'm usually in work mode. And I would love to dive into that. If mm -hmm. Maria, if you feel like coming on screen with us, 
just let me know in the comments and I'll drop you a link because I would love to talk through that with you. And I know Allison would also. Wow. That's <laughs> That's that's my jam. <laughs> <laughs> that is her jam. <laughs> All right, Allison. So we're gonna go like on our little walk in the morning with our coffee. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fun. What do you do? What about like when it starts to get cold? Do you go hiking and stuff? Do you have ways of doing that? So we like so when we did our 120 days, it was like it started on January 1st. So <laughs> it was like freezing. Yeah. yeah, you just gotta go. So I had I did a I actually did an Instagram. Maria says I'm in bed. <laughs> I, I mean, that doesn't stop us. <laughs> um, Maria, you're in California, though, too. So it's super early there. Oh, yeah. That is <laughs> <laughs> we are East Coasters, which is a little bit of an issue. Well, Allison's a mid mid countryer. <laughs> I'm a Midwesterner. <laughs> um, so okay, so I did an Instagram live once about like how I hiked in the winter every day, and it was like my most commented on Instagram live. And I think it's because I so I talked about how I don't wear a sports bra when I hike, which like people were like blown away by. And I don't wash my clothing. I have like one outfit that I wear for winter hiking. It's um, like fleece leggings that are so warm and you know, whatever. I don't wash them every day. Cause I just hike, come home, like kind of would hang mm -hmm. them up and do like the half dirty thing. Uh, you, don't have, you don't have to explain that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Like not at all. <laughs> oh yeah. So people, so like I, I did wash my underwear, but I, I, Sam's commenting in here because we had this whole big to do about like laundry. Um, when I was trying to like figure out like how to explain how to do less laundry, one of the one of the suggestions, which is not something I do, but I do know a lot of people who do this, is to not wear underwear and then you have less laundry to do. And <laughs> it's true though. It's true. <laughs> Also, you're not supposed to wash your bras like very frequently at all. And that is like right. something I learned recently. So rewear that stuff. Um, do just do it. <laughs> just, like at the end of the day, yeah, it seems like, you know, one more thing in the laundry is not that big of a deal, but it actually is like, this is how like your time is taken from like trying to fit into what you think is like the right thing to do mm -hmm. instead of what's the right thing to do for you. So mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. uh, okay. is there anyone who else wants to come on with us and talk about finding fun or like finding your fun, following your fun, finding and then following your fun? Oh, yeah. Oh, Maria. we don't mind at all, Maria. Maria, I'm going to message you with the link and you just click on it and you'll be in our um, backstage area. So hold on one second. <laughs> This is my favorite thing, Allison, when we bring people on. Me too. I love it. <laughs> okay. So funny that you had just had a whole conversation about all the <laughs> Good morning, Cindy. Um, Terry, yeah, that's so bras wear out really quickly and they get just like they get all distorted when you wash them too much. I I really truly did not know this until I was researching laundry and turns out doesn't make any difference how much you wash it. Um, okay. So Maria will be joining us shortly. Find and find. Okay. And if you're in the comments here, I would love for you guys to comment too, how you're going to find and follow your fun. So Allison says, yeah. follow your fun. And we're helping people find their fun because that's a big problem. If you don't know what is fun or what you like to do. Yeah. Um, so, like that's a huge struggle. Like how do I even enjoy myself? Like, what does that even look like? Yeah, it's, and it really is. I, I, I think so much about how, like, like when we're little kids, right. I mean, I have little kids, so I think about this often. I'm like, what happened between there and here? <laughs> like everything used to be an adventure. Everything used to be fun. And then, and then, you know, our minds and the things that we add on all the time about our responsibilities and that we think we're supposed to do. We got Maria backstage. Maria, are you live with us? <laughs> we're going to add you to the stream. I actually don't know if you can hear backstage. 
Hello. Hello, Maria. Can you hear us backstage? I don't. I could. I could hear you. Okay. Like, oh, oh, good. Okay. I think so. I mean, I heard just before maybe, I came in. Maybe it's just that, Jess, maybe I just get here at the exact same time as you. And that's, <laughs> you don't actually say anything to me. You just get on. <laughs> you can still see the puffiness from me sleeping. Oh, okay. <laughs> lovely. You I would have never guessed. Yeah. No, seriously, why are we yeah. so hard on ourselves? Like so other people hard. see us and we look beautiful, but we look at ourselves, we're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Maria, talk to us about fun. You're always in work mode. Well, I mean, I do have fun, but it, it seems like my life is just um, ministry and work all the time. So, like, for me to enjoy time, um, we have to do it in between working, if that makes sense. Like, try mm -hmm. to find short spurts here and there. And so, um, I don't know if we just truly like take time to just have fun. I I, I don't know. I mean, we took like a small, uh, like a few days just at the beginning of summer, and then um, and then like right after that, it's like okay, summer mode. Um, you know, I need to declutter. I, and then I got to working summer school, and and then now I'm packing to move. Where like, we're, <laughs> yes, I'm. <laughs> I was doing really well with my decluttering, had gotten most of the house done, and then all of a sudden my life is like uprooted and we're moving like across mm. the country, you know? <laughs> Are you gonna be an East Coaster now? Um I'll be we'll be in Kentucky. So Oh um, okay. Be my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> So, Maria, so, will you give us a little bit of background? I think I remember your husband is a pastor. Is that correct? Correct. He's a pastor. I work as a part-time teacher. Um, a lot of our life is revolved around doing things with the church and ministry. And and then my kids, you know. <laughs> um, and I find <laughs> fun in those things. But, like, to really be turned off to, like, what I'm supposed to be doing at the time is difficult, if that makes sense. Um, mm. And and so I don't know. Like I wonder, what do I really enjoy doing? Like <laughs> I I don't know that I know because <laughs> yeah, it's all involved in you know what I'm supposed to be doing. So I don't know if that makes sense. So totally the things that you are doing right now for ministry and work. Mm -hmm. What what kind of got you started in that? Like, how was that maybe like the origins of that? How was that something that you felt or was it something that you felt like a pull to do? Like it seemed like something you would want to do. So ministry, of course, I've and, and this is going to be spiritual, but I I have always felt the right to, to, to follow God, you know, to follow what I felt like we needed to do and and. And so the ministry part came as a result of my husband receiving a calling to ministry after he was working as an NFL reporter. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, kind of a strange thing. But even before that, as a 12-year-old, I used to help teach Sunday school. Um, as a teen, I became a youth leader. And so all along... Um, even growing up, I've done ministry in some sort or, or another. And and then, you know, that just kind of progressed into becoming pastors and then um, state youth directors and, and doing a dual role with that. Um, and so I do have a passion for doing the ministry. Like my heart is for, um, in, you know, seeing the lost saved, <laughs> you know, um, that, that's what we believe. And so um, I do have a passion for that and that drives me. Um, but a lot of times it's, okay, this is what we need to do for that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then as far as teaching, um, the teaching came because as a teenager, I grew up poor. And so there was this program called CSET, which trained and um, which paid like kids to, to work and stuff. So I went into a program and um, my parents worked the fields and everything. And so uh, that seemed more appealing to have a job that wasn't in the fields. Um, 
and do teaching rather than working out in the fields and packing houses because I know I didn't enjoy that. And so at first I was going to be a nurse and um, seeing people hurting just didn't sit right with me. Like I couldn't do that. And, and so I thought, well, I can work with kids. That, that sounds a lot more fun. <laughs> and so I did that for uh, 10 years full time before I started having children, went to part time. And so, but even in the midst of teaching, like it was hard, like, you know, having to deal with students that were rambunctious and the discipline part of that and uh, having to deal with some parents and things, you know, um, so I find joy in the little portions of my job and I find joy in, I don't know if that makes sense. Like I enjoy doing the craft time, but at the same time, like having to do the, the hard stuff and teaching, you know, is difficult. And so sometimes I wonder, what do I really like to do? Like what, you know, of course I like to sit at the beach. <laughs> doesn't like to sit at the beach <laughs> but those times are very few and far between and so mm -hmm. like if I think what do I really enjoy I don't know this if yeah. that makes sense yeah I I think that I think that one of the things that can get us really tangled up is living living life from a, um, a steady stream of like, I should be doing this, I should be doing this, I should be doing this. Mm -hmm. And it kind of starts to take away the fact that like, this was something I wanted to begin with. Mm -hmm. But now mm -hmm. I have, my mind is so much in a state of, I'm supposed to be doing this, I should be doing this, it ought to look like this, that it it's like eliminated the fun, right? So you yeah, have yeah. you have parts of your job that you that light you up. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what if the parts of your job that light you up like that is what you should be doing? Like that is the point. Mm -hmm. The point is for us mm -hmm. to connect with our deep inner yearnings to the things that we work really well with that make us happy. Like the point is not to just be like, like, I'm just going to be be this a slave to whatever and i'm just gonna give and give and give and give and and a lot of times and i saw someone else mention this a lot of times people who go into ministry or or just people who have such a big heart like you do right who are very empathetic and really love people we have a tendency and i say we because like i'm the caregiver by nature we have a tendency to not really understand the boundaries of what what is the part that we're supposed to participate in and what is the part that we're supposed to maybe say, oh, that's maybe not for me. There can be boundaries here that it doesn't all have to come from me. We only have like a certain amount of our own energy source to pull from, which is our human finiteness. We have, you know, this capacity and we're not really created to just over give beyond that like we're not made to do beyond what what we're given the capacity to do does that make sense so it does and i think maybe that's what um i've kind of fallen into is like mm -hmm. uh well right now i should be joyous at the adventure to go to this new place and stuff but at the moment i'm sitting and crying because i'm packing up and yeah. losing all my friends here you know of course. Um, if that makes mm -hmm. sense and and thinking, oh my goodness, like, like I still have, you know, stuff that needs to be done instead of um, enjoying the last moments here and and looking forward to what's to come. Um, Maria, do you have faith that it's going to get done? <laughs> I I know it will get done. It's just a matter of timing. Like I'm thinking, okay, I have like we the moving truck is coming August fourth. And we found out two days ago. So it's like, I have so much to do. And in the meantime, it's like uh, losing stuff or, or things that really had meaning um, and having to give it away or, or sell it or whatever, because like our dining table, um, that was the first dining table that we purchased when we, my husband and I bought our first home. And, and we just can't take it. it it's 
it's a fully furnished home that we're moving into. Now I don't have to give it away, but I know what storage is. And I'm just like, I'm not going to put in storage, you know? Um, and my mom says, well, there's, we have a back room in our house. Like you can put a couple of things in there, but I don't want to put that burden on my mom, you know, to, to put things there. So I'm just like torn right now um, with things like that. <laughs> so I, I kind of feel like, um, putting it out into the universe that you want like the best case scenario for like the dining room table and the other things that are really important is a, a is a great thing to do. Mm -hmm. And you seem to be uniquely positioned to find somebody who actually will love that table and use it also. So that's maybe looking at that like a blessing. Um, True. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did. I, I, I just got in, you know, do what I need to do mode uh, yesterday. And I put a lot of things that I need to get rid of on it's our portable buy and sell um, page. And I just like posted all these furniture pieces and stuff that I need that needed to go. And it was a, the strangest thing. I had people from my church commenting, Oh, I would like that. I would like that. I was like, this is perfect. Like I would love it to go to them because then I know if I come visit, like I'll get to see it. If that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, like I won't, I won't even charge them. Like they can just have it, you know. <laughs> like, um, so that that does maybe I would like to do that maybe with my dining set. Maybe you know, do that. Like the other just kind of came naturally with the stuff I just, you know, put on that page. And of course, of course, friends from church were on that page, and they're like, oh, I, I would like that. I'm like, oh, perfect. Like you know, um, so. Um, yeah, that sounds like a good plan for my dining table, even though it makes me sad. <laughs> oh, I know. There's well, it's there's never it's never like it's never perfect, right? Because there is no such thing as perfect. Like it's always going to be plus and minuses, like happy and sad. It's it's that like balance in life. When you post your dining room table, I would like urge you to post the story of your dining room table because I believe that that will help you find somebody who's really going to honor that table and and you'll it'll it'll help it land in like the right spot and also it'll be therapeutic for you to kind of write it out I think sharing a story is a really great way to process the emotion that's beautiful okay okay yeah. I'll do that and um, pieces that I'm having a hard time getting rid of are my daughter's um changing table and like her armoire around I have craft stuff in it and so my debate was okay do I take it with me and not take this craft stuff out you know and just um store it there because I don't know if there'll be room in the house like they said it's a fully furnished home and just store in the garage or if I unpack it all get rid of my crafting stuff and and just give away like, or to sell like her, her changing table on our mall. I'm like, that one's really hard. Cause that was first of all, my daughter's first, um, my first child's bedroom set, you know, pieces of it. Now the crib I did give away several years ago. So it's not like a complete set. A lady from church needed a, you know, a bed for her baby. And so I gave it to her at the time, um, which, you know, I felt good about um, then even though it was like taking the complete set apart, but these two pieces, I'm just like really torn about because that's my daughter's, you know, um, set. Now, is she ever going to use that? No, but it's a great condition. Like hardly any nicks. It's, you know, she's 17 years old. So, <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. Do you those, have those pictures are hard of her? Do you Do have I pictures have of her, like pictures of her when she's a baby with the bedroom set like in there? Oh, that's a good question. I don't, I have no idea. That's one of the things I really need to do. Like all my pictures are on disc and they're in the desk and um, I have no idea what's, what's all on them. Um, and so I have no idea if I have any pictures of her with the bedroom set. Um, good question. I don't know. 
Yeah, that would be helpful. Like, you know, I mean, so when you say they're on discs, they're on CDs or they're on actual like floppy discs? Um, CDs. Like okay. The heart. Yeah. Yeah. We should get I mean, those uploaded to a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. That's especially before it, the CDs become obsolete because that's kind of happening right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other things that I need it done. I know one of the to do's. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I started um, clutter. No, what foundations? That's what I'm in foundations. Um, it was just kind of a thing. I saw your. Um, it was a, a like advertisement. I thought, oh, I really need help with organizing. Like, I don't. I thought I didn't have a lot of stuff because when you look at my house, it's you know there's clear, you can see floor, you can see, you know, but when I started getting into the little things, I'm like, really, how many highlighters do I need? You know, <laughs> <laughs> how many pencils do I need? Right now it's books, like all my teaching books. And I can't seem to get rid of them because my, um, my daughter wants to be a teacher. And so I don't want to get rid of them because she can use them, you know? And that's one of the hard things I'm going to have to decide, like, do I take all these books that I used for teaching with me? They're picture books, you know, things that you would read to the students. Um, and she wants to be a kindergarten teacher. So I'm just like having the hardest time with some of these things. Well, it's always good, I think maybe to like sort first and do your favorites and then like, you know, the A pile and then the B pile and then the C pile, like definitely cannot let go of these, would prefer not to let go of these, okay, letting go of these. And then when you kind of see the size of how much you're talking about, you can, and when you get closer to moving and have a little bit more information too about uh, more information and more time to process your thoughts, then it'll be easier to make decisions like, okay, the, the C pile can go, like we don't need those. The A pile is always staying. And then the Bs, well, we'll, you know, let's see how much space we have or how how realistic is, it is to move these things. Right, well, that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of where I'm at right now, just with everything. Like I'm just going through right now, my bathroom, um, you know, shampoos, conditioners and stuff. And I, I had went through this thing it's curly girl method. You like learning how to. Oh yes, I know the curly girl keep method. <laughs> my, keep my natural curl. You know, um, you can't tell right now. My hair is crazy, <laughs> but um, uh, I went through the trial of like all these shampoos, and then ones didn't work. I just, you know, I still had. So I'm like, okay, what do I do with these just started shampoos and conditioners? Why I bought so many, I have no clue. I was trying to find the right product. And I thought, okay, well, my I know my niece has curly hair. And so I messaged my sister. She says, yeah, she'll take them. So I've got a, some for her, but there's still some like, I don't know what to do with these. I <laughs> know, I, open cosmetics are hard because you can't donate them. So mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to like, let yourself be okay with letting them go and just saying, you know what, I'm going to make a better choice in the future. Cause I'm going to learn from this. Like <laughs> next time I try a new, a new method of doing my hair, I'm not going to buy a million things like, you know, right away. I'm going to try, you know, I'm just learn, just learn from the experience because it is hard yeah. to let go. You can't just well, can't and do buying it. smaller bottles no. instead of yes. like, yeah. bottles. <laughs> <laughs> So, I feel like I'm going through a whole range of emotions right now. With, oh, gosh, you know, of course you are. Of course and, you are. And, and I also want to just say, I want you to make sure that you're allowing grief to be part of the scenario here. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have to force yourself to be joyous. You don't have to force yourself to be positive. Positive isn't better than negative. <laughs> okay? and, and we're always like, I'm supposed to be feeling these these great, positive, virtuous things as if the things that don't feel that way, like the negative, are somehow wrong and bad. And they're not because they're part of what we have here on, here on earth. Yeah. So grief has purpose to it. Pain has value in it. Like all these negative things, there there's a, there's a bigger, grander scheme on why we have the whole 
spectrum of emotions, right? So well, it's perspective, right? Because the more yeah. that you feel the pain and the grief and the negative, the more you can experience the joy and the happy and the positive, right? So mm -hmm. it, it helps you with your perspective so that you can feel the positives even more strongly because you've worked through the negatives. Yeah. From, that's yeah. what I think anyway. <laughs> So, yeah. so stopping and crying in the middle of my packing is good. It's good. Yeah, like, good. Like, it's a good thing. And and just let it be there. Just let it be part of the experience. It doesn't mean that you have to get swallowed up in it and that you'll just like never leave the floor. It doesn't mean that. It just means it's just there and it just wants to say, hello, I'm here too. I need you to acknowledge me. And you can have both. Because moving is hard. Of course, like, of course, this is part of it. It's so hard. And it's so, I mean, I think people who move a lot are in professions that are like, kind of um, fluid, like you're not going to be in the same spot for a long time. Or there's always that like idea that you might be moving sometime in the near future, like military families, people who are in ministry, like those type of, of roles where you are moving a lot really complicates your relationship with stuff. I mean, and, and, recognizing that that is a, a challenge unique to the lifestyle that you live, I think can help you process it too. Um, because it is, it's this is like a four to five year commitment and that's all. Yep. Like we won't be there for longer than four to five years. So we know, okay. And, and after that, no clue what comes next. Excuse me. My dog. <laughs> we have a lot of animals on our show. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's, and I've lived in California my whole life. So, um, we've, I mean, we've moved quite a bit, but it's all been within California. So this is the first time out of state and I have it's a lot of layers here. here. Yeah. 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 And we have an amazing church with such great people here. Like I feel like, and maybe that's part of, um, me again looking at the negatives instead of the positives like I know Kentucky is going to be an adventure and um, we saw what Kentucky looks like the place we're moving to in Lexington is absolutely beautiful um, and I know uh, like four people there <laughs> so it's not a total strange place but um, I guess just the thought of um, not being so close to the friendships here is difficult and um yeah although i would say there's never been a better time in history to be far away from your friends because it's so much easier to connect virtually than it's ever been before but yeah i yeah. hear you it doesn't make it less hard but <laughs> it does give you kind of more uh more options for connecting for staying connected mm -hmm. I, I thought about that. I'm like, well, the good thing is, like, my sisters all know how to Zoom now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we even had a Zoom Christmas this past year. I think it was, yeah, this past year. Um, so, um, like, I can get on and say, hey, can you guys get on Zoom? I'm missing you guys. Let's, let's Zoom and connect. Because um, my sisters and I are really close, like, every holiday. And then... I have a bazillion nephews and nieces. Like there's always a party and stuff. Mm. My my fear is like, oh, I'm gonna see them post on social media their parties and I'm not gonna be there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I told my sister, hey, when you have a party and I wanna join in, uh, can I get on FaceTime and you just will be there and I can be in on the conversation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maria, so much transition right now. And I, I, you know, I just want to let you know that my heart goes out to you because I know this is really tricky to navigate, but I really also feel like you're doing an awesome job of navigating it. Thank you. And, and what if, what if the following your fun right now is not so much like going outside of, you know, all the stuff you have to deal with to look for other things to bring it in? What if it's just sort of a more mellow learning to experience the now. Like experiencing all the emotions and the thing you're having right now and um, experience, letting yourself just be in, in 
in the tasks as you have them and not judging yourself for anything, not like jumping to the future and trying to solve anything, just letting yourself kind of experience, this is where I am in transition. What do you think about that? I, I think I could do that. I don't really maybe understand what that looks like. What or, that looks like, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, what exactly do you mean? Like, like yeah. in the midst of my packing, in the midst of saying goodbye to friends and stuff, like, like I guess we kind of did that. We've had, <laughs> you know, of course, church, church members come and cry at our couch already. We've had, um, we've set a couple of dinner dates and we had one yesterday with our worship pastor and just saying goodbye kind of thing. And, um, excuse me. Yeah. Um, so we have, it, it is, you know, joyous in the moment that we had those relationships. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, thankful for what I know God has in store for them in the future and what he has in store for us because I know he doesn't ever fail us um yeah but I don't really know exactly what you mean I think I don't, I don't know is so, that what you mean so maybe yeah that it is and maybe having the going away parties we have like three going away parties already booked <laughs> Um, family and church and then um, our state office jobs like they've all planned a going away party for, for us um, like I know I'm going to enjoy those times uh, yeah. just being with everyone and getting to say those goodbyes and actually my daughter has a 17th birthday party planned too so we have like four going away parties <laughs> <laughs> a party every day before you leave <laughs> yeah yeah, and, and each of those parties is going to have, it's going to be mm -hmm. so filling to your heart. There's going to be so mm -hmm. much joy as well as, you know, hurt and pain. And what if it's just like, yeah, I'm just here for it. I'm here for this. I'm going to experience this. I'm going to tuck it away as my treasures in my heart. And, and, and that is a way of leaning into, following fun is just like leaning into living. This is just a very deep soul filled type of transitional living that you're having. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it's something that, that you keep with you always. Right. So going to these parties and just being there in the moment with these people, receiving their love, receiving also the grief, right. Just receiving it all in there in the moment and not trying to solve anything or fix anything or worry about anything, just being right there. Mm -hmm. I think that I, I can do that. Part of me is a fixer. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of figured. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's what we do. In the midst of our meetings, I'm like, okay, we need to do this for that. And you know, mm -hmm. making mental notes. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I think I can try to work on that and just enjoy the moments. And yeah. yeah. Maria, let yourself like, feel receive the love that you have so freely given for so many years yeah. like now it's your turn to feel that ministry coming right back at you right like feel yes. that support feel that love feel that community feel all of that that you have like so tirelessly given to to create and to build now you get to experience that also yeah yeah yeah. And our people are amazing. Like, you know, they they go above and beyond for us. They're just awesome. Like, and that's part of the hurt too. It's like, are we gonna meet the same kind of people? Like, are we gonna have the same kind of friendships? You know, it's just that's so that's the kind of stuff that's where our brain goes, right? Because it's like, mm -hmm. oh, the future, the unknown, the scary. I have no idea what's out there. I know what I've experienced already. That's where our mind always wants to go. And it takes us away from the now. So it's okay. the, the, the tr like, you trust God. I can mm -hmm. see it in you, right? Mm -hmm. So what all this means is just really 
letting that trust be like the protection over you. Like, I'm not going to go there to the future. I'm not going to try and like, really, you know, I'm not going to sit here and overthink like, how am I going to get these same kind of friendships again? I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to trust that he knows and he loves me more than anybody ever could. And he's got it all figured out. And right now I'm just going to receive this here in the moment. That's true. And I know he does. He always takes care of us. Leaving yeah. the, um, the Bay Area, my husband leaving his amazing job doing, um, you know, the NFL reporting and, and he was also doing television and newscasting for sports channels. Um, leaving that was a hard leap of faith, like, mm-hmm. um, and, and coming to minister at this small church in, in a town that I didn't think I'd even love, you know, in the least. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, where are we moving to? <laughs> <laughs> but it turned out to be amazing and so I know that God always watches over me and I know he always has me so I have no doubt like if I if I remember that like then I know it'll be okay (laughs) it's hard to remember that (laughs) well just just feel it like just yeah. feel it. Just pay attention to your body. If you if it feels like you're slipping into fear and worry and anxiety, mm-hmm. that's a sign. Like, oh, right, okay, God, I trust. I trust you. All right, let's come back to right here. And your brain's gonna do that. It's gonna continually offer you fear and anxiety. This is what part of our default factory settings in our brain is. So just note, just notice that. And when you when you're kind of moving into that place like you can feel it in your body oh my brain's giving me these fears that's okay I don't need to accept them I just keep handing it back somebody recently told me fear is the opposite of faith and yeah. that's been a good like a good thing for me you know just to keep in mind like when I go into something and it's with a lot of worry and concern that's the opposite of feeling like faith in the future right faith in 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 the unknown faith in, in the world and the good of people and in all of that. So that's been a good little guiding mantra for me when I feel myself slipping into fears, like fear is the opposite of faith. You know, the two emotions cannot occupy the same space at the same time. So I'm going to give up one for the other. So, and I think there's really good people in Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) Did someone, where, where in Kentucky are you going? Lexington. Lexington, someone said that. That is not far from me at all. <laughs> it's like two hours. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. What a small world. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool place. <laughs> There's amazing people everywhere in the world. Most mm-hmm. people are amazing people. Mm-hmm. So, like, the opportunity to experience more incredible humans is it's such a gift. So I love it that you said that. I just love it because I, I, that's where I find my adventure. When I, when I step back into those kinds of thoughts, like, yeah, there are so many people to meet and be friends with. And like, it's just so cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Maria, thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us this morning. Well, thanks for having me. (laughs) You're following the fun. And I know that you're definitely at a point where following the fun feels really scary also. So we honor your whole journey and it really, really helps everyone that you shared with us. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. it does. Thank Plus you. there's a bunch of people in the comments who are in Lexington. Oh my goodness. How <laughs> We're funny. traveling to Lexington. <laughs> <laughs> it's the power of the internet. You I love it. Met your next best friends. <laughs> That's funny. Cool. Please don't judge me on how I look right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, stop. There's also, but you're going to have to go back and look at the comments because there's hashtags, I want to wake up looking like Maria. So. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, re- receive that, Maria. <laughs> receive it. I'm going to read the comments. <laughs> you started your own hashtag this morning. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's hilarious. So great. I love it. <sighs> And Maria, will you keep us posted and let us know how your journey goes? Yeah, I definitely will. I definitely will. I mean, I just try to stay connected. I don't really get to do a lot of lives because I'm watching, you know, or listening as I kind of declutter small little things here and there. Um, 
like I said, it was more of a organizational thing for me um, process. But in the midst of that, I realized, man, I have a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, a lot of your concepts about, um, well, just like what you said about um, like my dining table, like I love that. I love um, that I can give and it can, they can understand the story behind it and things like that. Like, yeah, it's just a dining table, but it means something, you know? Um, so I love your concepts about giving to others and um, finding the joy in that. And because God didn't intend for us to just keep stuff. Like he intended for us to enjoy it for the moment and, and let it be a blessing to someone else. I mean, that's, that's a lot of basis of, of who we are as as Christians to to give unto others, you know, and so yeah. I love it. <laughs> so good. Well, thank you so much. And I think definitely go back and read through the comments. Um, and to everybody who's tuned in live today, thank you for being here and watching us yeah. and supporting Maria virtually. <laughs> Yes, it was great. It's an awesome show. Go back and read the comments because I can't see them. (laughs) Yeah, do. All right. Well, happy Friday, everyone. I hope you guys all have an amazing weekend. Follow your fun. And if you do, tag us on social media so we can see what you're doing. Yes, (laughs) love it. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much, Maria. And thank you so much, Allison. And you as well. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.